When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And we're back. Welcome to Crips the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am the metaphysical J. Ooh. And together we're Crips the Corn Podcast. This week's topic is one that always kind of scared me when I first started seeing it growing up. Uh, I don't know if this is a cryptid. I don't know if this is paranormal. I don't know if this is a ghost. I don't know if this is government. And just for all you listening, I'm coming into this blind. I have no idea what he's about to reveal to me. So, I will give you a hint. Okay. You know, I like to sing hints. Yes. Oh, I'm ready. I'm all for this one. So, tonight's gonna be a good night. Tonight's gonna be a good, good night. All right. I can feel it. (laughs) Who sings that? Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Yeah? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the hint? Black Eyed Pete? Ah, come on. Black Eyed Peas. Peas. Forget the pee part. Okay. Okay. Black eyed. It's black eyed something. Yeah. 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 Sharks. Kids. What? You never heard of this legend? Black eyed. Oh, you know what? Maybe I have. Oh black gosh. eyed kids. Like little kids that show mm-hmm. up with just dark black. Yes. Okay. I don't. I recall hearing these. Well, you're going to learn. I know nothing specific, but yes, I've recalled hearing, hearing these stories in the past. So I got tons of stories. Like literally, most of this episode is going to be accounts. Okay. Uh, because there's a lot of them, and they're weird. Uh, it's it's just it's a really really weird topic. All right, so black eyed children or black eyed kids, beware of the black eyed kids. Hmm. So black eyed kids are a phenomena involving eerie kids with ghostly pale white skin and pitch black eyes going around asking their victims for seemingly harmless favors. Usually these involve asking a person if they can come into the location that the person is at, like a house or a car. Uh, very vampire vibes. They have to mm. be invited in. Yeah. You have to, like, I'll tell you a story here in a bit where they for, they really want you to say, yes, you can come in. Okay. Because they usually have to be invited in to come inside. However, these are spectacularly that the black-eyed kids, or speculatively that the black-eyed kids are vampires because of the violation of these limits. Mm. Uh there's, we'll get into all the possible scenarios for them. Gotcha. Some have said that the black-eyed kids are regular children who've been demonically possessed or alien-human hybrids. I could see it both ways. There's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of explanations for black-eyed kids. We got a lot to get into at the back end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, whatever the case may be, 
When a person is in their presence, they are often described as an intense amount of fear and dread. They even be described as almost catatonically hypnotized states. When they look into their uh, midnight eyes, most of these children are usually between the ages of 6 and 16 and are often seen in pairs. Ooh, okay. It's never just one? No. Okay. Who else is never just one? The um, men in black. But there's always three men in black. Yeah, at least. Maybe sometimes. Oh. Sometimes there's two. Sometimes two, yeah. Just never just one. Never just one. Unless it's the, the, the guy playing the role pretending to be a man in black. So the supposed origin of this legend is 1998 posting written by Texas writer, reporter Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list. Uh, he allegedly had an encounter with the Black Eyed Kids in Albertine, Texas, and Portland, Oregon. Uh, he called hmm. these classic examples of creepypasta Bethel stories gained such popularity that they published in frequently asked questions just to keep up with the demand for more info on this new urban legend. In 2012, Brian told his story to a reality TV series, Monsters and Myths in America. That's where I've seen it. Hmm. He wrote a follow-up article on the Albadine uh, Reporter News describing his experience. We're going to go through his experience and about 10 others. Okay. The latest sighting was in Rome, Ohio. Oh, wow. I don't... Where is Rome? What side right of the... It's, it's right up... It's by us. It is? Like 45 minutes away. No way. Mm-hmm. You know where Nevada is? Where? Nevada, Ohio. Nevada, Ohio. I really don't. I don't know why. You probably drive through it. Uh, you drive through both Rome and Nevada to go up to Port Clinton. Really? Oh, so it's up there. So mm-hmm. it's northwest Ohio. Okay. Hmm. No, I didn't know that. Okay, go on. Uh, you're going to be disappointed. I couldn't find the story. Oh, darn. But that's the latest sighting anyways. Yeah, and it keeps coming up, but there's nothing to substantiate it. But mm. it's in 2020. Hmm, okay. Like, I can't find where... One person's like, yeah, that's what I seen. Yeah, like the initial report where it came from. It's just most people's like, yeah, they were seen in Rome, Ohio. Hmm, okay. Hmm. And they have been in Ohio quite a bit. And I didn't think that. So I'm, before I did the research for this episode, I really 100% thought this was a Western phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Where you don't have them here. And there's a lot of them here. Well, Ohio has everything. Oh, Ohio's a weird state. Yeah. It's a lot freaking better than Wisconsin. Wisconsin tries to. <laughs> don't get us started on it. I know. The they shortcomings take, of Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin tries to take Ohio's credit for everything. Right. And and usually it, the, their stuff's just subpar versions of ours mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they have to claim ours. <laughs> Got that out of the way. Yeah. America, st- America's scary land. We're picking on America's scary land. Nick and Jake. <laughs> Not Wisconsin in general. Just Nick and Jake. <laughs> so, black-eyed kids. The chilling legend begins in Albadine, Texas. I think that's how you say it. Albadine. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, every Halloween... Texans get ready for a trick-or-treat by stocking up on candy, setting out pumpkins, and touching up Halloween decorations. But if you ever heard stories of one of the terrifying folklore phenomena, you might be very wary of certain trick-or-treaters with black eyes. Mm-hmm. There are dozens of stories circulating, each with uh, spectacular instances, and not just occurring on Halloween, but all over uh, they have very similar patterns. Kids will completely with with completely blacked out eyes arrive upon somebody's home or vehicle. They knock on the door and insist on being let inside. Anyone who encounters them almost immediately begins to feel overwhelmed with senses of dread, fear, and confusion. They have this like aura around them, yeah, that just permeates through you, and it like it activates your sixth now, sense. I'm going to say this with the men in black. Mm-hmm. They 
remember when they tried to they tried to scare you so bad that you just comply. Yes. And it's this overwhelming fear. Mm-hmm. They it's a, it, there's a lot of similarities with a lot of different things, but I'm going to keep going back to the Men in Black. Okay. Uh, cuz they have so many similarities with the Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Where they just show up and they're just trying to be as terrifying as possible to make you comply with their demands with also seeming like as normal as possible too. from the outside yeah yeah so if anybody sees you're just talking to two kids right yeah but you are seeing what looks like great white shark eyes staring back at you the void i mean yeah uh so be, uh, besides blacked out eyes these children usually between the ages of 6 and 16 typically appear normal sometimes their clothes are a little outdated in extremely unusual instances people have reported talon like feet overall though they look pretty like pretty normal kids in many way that makes what that's what makes them much more scary (laughs) yeah a little bit they're just kids with black eyes yeah they have a lot of power Mm -hmm. while it may not be the earliest sighting of all time the earliest reported sighting is 1996 with brian bethel the journalist from albany texas in bethel's report he describes a late evening out in his vehicle he had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater uh, to write a check. He was so absorbed in this that he did not notice two young boys approaching his car. So this is the famous one. This is the one that's on all the TV shows. It's on It's on uh, Monsters and Mysteries in North America. It's on Monster Quest. This, this story. Is, this is the story. Okay. Um, so yeah. He didn't notice, uh, so he didn't notice these boys approaching. He didn't notice until the older boy tapped on the driver's side window. Bethel rolled down his window slightly and, note, and noted immediately a soul-wretching fear through he couldn't understand why mm. so at first he doesn't notice anything odd about the kids yeah but he just instantly hit with this fear wave which yeah okay go on yep the older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie but had forgotten their money at home could bethel please give them a ride to get their money they assured him that this wouldn't take long and that they were just two kids and they kept persisting they, like and he's like oh no no and the weird thing is, he's like, come on, mister, we are just kids. We don't have a gun or nothing. Trying to assure them that they didn't have a weapon. Bethel kind of takes this as. They do. No. They're, oh. They're saying that we don't need one. Oh. Uh, Bethel found insurance uh, unrevealing and noted that the last showing of the film that they wanted to see had already started and was nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. So it wasn't, their story wasn't really meshing. Yeah. He recounted this incident. He he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his face became all-encompassed, and it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. So he's looking at them, and he couldn't take his face off. He's having trouble taking his eyes off him. He turned away, and he looked back, and they were not the same kids. The same kids, yeah. Uh, The the mask is starting to fall. Very men in blackie. The older boy began to get very frustrated when Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride and said that they couldn't get in his car. Then the kids said they couldn't get in his car unless Bethel said it was okay. Mm. After that, Bethel tore out of the parking lot. To this day, he stands by his story. So he, he, they were like, the kid starts getting more and more frustrated and angry and little kid becomes more and more uneasy. Mm -hmm. The big kid is getting really, really angry. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, we can't, and he just starts screaming, we can't come in unless you say it's okay. And he, at this point, uh, one thing that this version of the story kind of leaves out is that he didn't realize his hand was going towards the unlock button. Oh. And it seems that they were just like 
some kind of mind control or secondary thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was freaky. Manipulating his hand to do it or manipulating his mind to make his hand You're do right, it? Something like that. Okay. It is very easy to disbelieve Bethel's story. Uh, the internet had made growing new legends relatively easy for sites like Creepypasta and subreddits mm-hmm. and no sleeps. Mm-hmm. However, Bethel's story predates these websites. It wasn't until his story became more widely known that these folklore started coming forward on their own volition. So where did his story first initially get out? You know, where did it first get published, I guess? I think he started posting on the internet. He was kind of the first one for the Black Eyed Kids, and then all the phenomena kind of came up after. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them take... So some of these stories take place in Texas. There's a couple stories dating back to 1974 and 1950 in other countries. They became such popular phenomenon, whether real or purely web-based, that a movie came out about the Black Eyed Kids in 2015. Oh, what was that called? Black Eyed Kids. Okay. <laughs> I could have guessed that, I guess. <laughs> Pretty obvious, I guess. But no, I, I don't even remember hearing that come out. So supposedly, the kids are more likely to approach people who already know about them. Oh, okay. There's a connection. There's a Let's jot that one. Put a pin in that one. Uh, so on Halloween, when trick-or-treaters are widely at your doorstep, keep an eye out for the soulless black eyes and the feelings of dread. And make sure you're safe this Halloween. Ooh, creepy noises again. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of accounts. I, I, there's, I, there's one in Rome that I'm going to skip. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole account. If you mm-hmm. want it, I can post it on the Facebook page, anybody at home, because I have a lot more stories. Mm-hmm. But I found I came across this one because I was trying to find the Rome, Ohio one. Yeah. And this is the only one that kept coming up is Rome, Italy. Oh, okay. Like Rome, Rome. Yeah, the real Rome. Yeah. When in Rome, Rome. Yeah. Um, but they had this, basically this lady, uh, her hotel room, these black-eyed kids were trying to get in her hotel room at 10 o'clock, and they said they were running from somebody, and they were banging, and they looked scared, and then she looked away and looked back, and they had, they were... The, the older boy was angry and they had the jet black eyes hmm. yeah it's almost like they have a facade yeah that can only last so long mm-hmm. huh that's a weird connection that somebody will make here in a couple pages oh wow well, no but no I think seriously you're hinting, you've been hinting no, at it it's very men in blackie yeah where once they start getting frustrated especially when they start getting frustrated the mass drops yeah even easier the veil yeah because they're getting mad, and they're having, I think they're having trouble focusing hmm. and keeping up their looks. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what they want, but whatever this seems they want, they want it, and they need it quick. Uh, right now. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have a, all kinds. So before we get into these smaller sightings, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about the Black Eyed Kids so far? I'm torn right now. I, I'm there with you as of now before yes. we get into more. Right now, what I think is... It could be a phenomenon that's happening and it's creepy and whatever these things are could be seem like they're demonic or, you know, I, you really want me to tell you what I think these things are right now or save it? Or? Let's save it. I'm just saying you've heard the definition mm-hmm. and you've heard the, the real first story. Okay. So I Brian Bethel is the originator of the Black Eyed Kids. Correct. Whether you think, so he's a newspaper reporter. Yes. And he pushed. He put the story in his newspaper. That's where I'm torn. I almost is this just to drum up sales of a newspaper, mm-hmm. or did he actually have these experiences? That's where I'm torn. And he's. It's very much Patterson Gimlin film. 
because he was doing ghost mailing lists. Like he was looking into ghost stuff. And then, but you also said that they seem to reveal themselves to people who know about them. Yeah. But did he write that? There's a lot to this story. Yeah. The back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, as of now, I'm very split. Me too. With this being a real thing and with it not being a real thing. Because he he said it, or you're saying it, like, it's very similar to Creepypasta that's going on. Not Deer, skin, or uh, the Slender Man. Um, yeah, the Not Deer. Yeah, stuff like that. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Could it have just been a Halloween ruse? But, for- like, I, so literally, Jay wasn't on, so I was on uh, Shane's show. Inquiries of reality. Yes. Or, uh, no, Bizarre Encounters. Bizarre Encounters podcast. He's got so many freaking shows. Shane, I'm picking on you. You've made it into the my little circle of people to pick on. People to pick on. <laughs> yeah. Um. But we were talking about like these things getting, or maybe it was on Josh's show. Josh, I'll pick on you too. Uh. But we were talking about these things getting enough stuff behind them where they become real, like tulpas. Tulpas. Yeah. Uh, well, Slenderman, literally, there was a murder of two little girls. A little girl killed another little girl over Slenderman. Yeah. Because Slenderman told her to do it. Yeah. That's not good. So, at that point, does it matter mm. if it's real or not? It's real enough to her. Mm. A, Which a makes kid, it real. A kid lost their life Yeah, over Slenderman. I mean, that's a sad story, but these things can take a life of their own, even if they're 100% created by someone's mind. Yeah. Yeah, so there's this whole thing. So be careful what you put out there in the world. So I have uh, 10 Bizarre But Chilling Encounters with Black-Eyed Children by Marcus Loth, fact-checked by Jamie Father. Fauter? Farter. Farter. No, the, a, the, the R is before the A, but it does look like farter. Yeah. But uh, this is fact-checked. So number one, you ready just to roll into them? Oh, yeah. Number one, perhaps one of the first urban legends. Oh, so this the number one is Bethel's claim. Uh, we just went over it. Yes. Sorry, I should have taken that out of there, but it was in the 10. It's okay. But yeah, number one is Bethel's claim. Right. Uh, the story we mm-hmm. just told. Uh, so the next one is called Black-Eyed Girl Canuck Chase Ghost. Uh, and this is footage. Drone okay. Footage. So in September 14th, tabloid newspaper the daily star they called it a tabloid so that's on them mm. uh ran several full uh, front page stories of bla- a black-eyed girl who was terrorizing an area in chinook chase in uh Shaffrayshire, england oh my gosh <laughs> it's england it's whatever <laughs> Uh, so Lee was a paranormal investigator examining the case. He claimed that the local woman had suddenly uh, heard a terrifying scream in which she believed a child was in danger. She ran out in search of this child into the night. After initially not seeing anyone, she noticed a girl dressed in, a, in white stood behind her. She stated that the young girl had her hands over her eyes as if she was waiting for her birthday cake, but was dead silent. The woman who had uh, young daughters of her own uh, with her, asked the strange girl if she was okay, which seemed to prompt her to take away her hands from her face. And she opened her eyes. That's when I saw they were completely black. No irises, no white, nothing. The witness told uh, Berkeley, I just jumped back and grabbed my daughter. When I looked again, the child was gone. It was so strange. Uh, Berkeley also, that's the, the lady. Berkeley mm-hmm. also... Uh, 
no, that's the investigator. I'm sorry. Berkeley is the invest, the paranormal investigator researching the case. Okay. Berkeley also told media that his own aunt had witnessed the same girl over 30 years earlier in 1982. He stated that she had heard a young girl calling for help before seeing a girl dressed in white running away from her. Uh, Berkeley's aunt caught up to her and placed her hand on her shoulder to see if she was okay. When the girl turned around, her aunt could see that her eyes were completely black. The girl then turned and continued to run before disappearing. And I don't know if it means like she vanished or like, right or just ran away. Ran away, yeah. Her face, she watched her face to yeah. nothing, yeah. Like uh, like Back to the Future when Marty's picture, he's disappearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, like that. Exactly like that. Exactly to a T. <laughs> uh, num- or so, a strange figure in a courtyard in France, 1974. Third, number three. Mm-hmm. They're in reverse order, so I'm not even going to say the numbers. But according to David uh, Weatherly, uh, he's an investigator. A strange encounter involving a black-eyed child incurred in a small village of Asni, France, in 1974. The cases were originally investigated by Joe Mossard, in Jane Mary Bagano and involved two men named only, I hate names, I hate names, <laughs> uh, but only known as Alan G. and Patrick V. See, Patrick and Alan. I can read Patrick and Alan. Not Mary, Jean Mary Bagani. Yeah, yeah. Bergerini. Bagger. However, so the story. <laughs> while leisurely driving around the small village, the two men stopped their car in front of the house while attempting to turn onto the road. As they glanced onto the property courtyard, they saw five mysterious figures who appeared to be looking at them. The figures were all around uh, four feet tall, were all dressed in the same long garments. With uh, Their hair was long, seemingly right down to their uh, waist. The strangest thing by far, however, was they had solid black eyes. Mm-hmm. The figure uh, close to the men's car gestured to them to come into the courtyard, unevening and frightening. The men sped away from the scene. It was claimed that they returned later with more people, uh, but there was no sign of any of the strange figures that they'd seen the same day mm, earlier. Okay. When investigators spoke to the people in the area, one neighbor stated that they had seen such these strange such strange figures before. He believed that they were children he had seen playing around the road. Hmm. So, all of these have the, the same common big black eyes. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> We'll get into it later. Okay. Very different behaviors in some of the yeah. stories. I'm, yeah. I'm the same thing. About the only similar trait ever right mm-hmm. now is just the common black eyes yeah. and being in children like form. The U.S. black-eyed kids are seemingly very different than the European black-eyed kids. Mm, okay. Yeah. But, Seems like it. Yeah. So I have a U.S. one for you. Okay. U.S. Marine receives a knock on his door. Hmm. And this is a Marine, you know, uh... Not just, I don't know. We'll get into it. Just not a weak man, normally. Okay. That's Usually, yeah. Uh, while based at Camp Laramie in North Carolina, an unnamed U.S. Marine stated in November 2009 he had a strange encounter with a black-eyed child near the barracks where he lived. The anonymous witness stated that he was alone in his room on one evening watching a movie when a knock came at the door. Expecting to be his roommate who had forgotten his key, the Marine opened the door without hesitation. Uh, when he did, although, uh, when he did though, the he was presented with the sight of two small children standing outside. As soon he saw them, 
the man stated that he was filled with dread and mm. had an impulse to slam the door shut on the kids. Mm. Uh, before he realized both children, or that was before he realized both children had jet black eyes. <laughs> Despite his fear, the Marine asked the children what they wanted, to which they responded, all while staring straight at him, that it was cold outside and they wanted to come inside and read. The Marine suddenly realized that no one else was within sight, and as the children took a step towards the room, he was given the impulse that was racing through him to shut the door quickly. Mm-hmm. He, so he did. He slammed the door. Mm-hmm. The knocking continued for several minutes in addition of a rattling from his window mm. before the noise stopped and the children appeared to be gone. The Marine made uh, idle inquiries for the following morning, but few people had been on site during this strange encounter and said that he hadn't seen or heard anything. So he started to ask around the next morning. Yeah. And pretty much, uh, I think it was a holiday from what I remember. Oh, yeah, November. I think it was around Thanksgiving. He was one of the few people that was home. Like, gotcha. At the barracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Hmm. So there was he was the only pretty much witness of this. Two wanted to come in for mm-hmm. a strange request. Odd. Wanted to read. When they weren't allowed in, became very aggressive. Mm-hmm. So that's more of our U.S. black-eyed kids. Yeah. Uh, there's always two or three of them nasty mean when they don't get what they want Mm -hmm. and their reasoning is never very good it's always for something weird a vague story yeah or the story that didn't line up like the movie story would have made sense had it been on time it would have been an hour and a half earlier yeah exactly yeah it's almost just a vague canned response something a kid would ask yeah maybe yeah in a way yeah but not very good no yeah so it's just bad mimicry there you go. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Bad mimicry. Whatever you want to believe they are. Good way to put it, though. Bad mimics. They know the things to say, but um, when, you put lo- training exercise. when you put logic to it, it, excuse me, it doesn't really make sense. So a good thing, I mean, it's kind of a reflection of everyday life. If you're just not aware, you're letting, you're letting okay, I'm, I'm drawing conclusions to today's nowadays. Um, by not being aware of your surroundings... And not being self-reflective and logical, using your own wisdom in everyday life and situations, you never know when a metaphorical black-eyed kid is going to come knocking at your door. And you don't know the instincts to let them in or to make sure you deny them and not allow that into your life. Just like a reflection nowadays, it may not be a black-eyed child at your door. But it may be something else entirely that the only way it can come into your life is as you accept it into your life. So you got to be aware. Trust your instincts and your gut. Trust your instincts. And don't be manipulated. Slam the door. Slam the door on Drive big government. Drive away. Yeah. Big government. We're talking about black-eyed kids. I'm drawing parallels. Oh, okay. You want to hear... So do you want me to spoil something for you before the... I, I'll wait. I'll wait. Cause yeah, that's I have a good thing. Okay. There's... So just notice there is similarity to all of our U.S. stories. Yes. So a strange tale of Carrie Kaisner of North Carolina. Our way home one afternoon, uh, another Carolina one. Uh, on our way home one afternoon, the Wake Tech Community College in, uh, what is it, regional, regional, regional? Oh, Raleigh. Oh, my gosh. Raleigh, North Carolina. Your uh, dyslexia really kicked in there. I can see it's Raleigh now. Yeah, but I know. None of the letters were in the right spot. Exactly. You were saying the right letters, but... Completely mixed around. So sorry. That's your dyslexia, 100%. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, the capital, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm dumb. Anyways, moving on. 20-year-old Carrie Kaisner 
took a detour and stopped by the Triangle Town Center Mall. Uh, after visiting the mall, she made her way back to her car in the parking lot. As she did show, she noticed strange, almost sick-looking boys talking to an older lady. The boys looked pale with dark rings around their eyes. Uh, at, oh, so a boy. So the boy appeared, looked pale with dark rings in her eyes. He appeared to have a rigid and unnatural posture. The old lady appeared to be searching in her purse for something to give to the young boy, uh, whom Carrie estimated would be around 12 years old. Carrie suddenly became acutely aware that there were very few people around. The place seemed to take almost a sinister feel. Uh, she quickened her pace to reach her vehicle, but as soon as she pressed or passed the pair, the young boy locked eyes with her. Carrie couldn't help but stare back. The boy's eyes were completely black, like gaping holes in his head. Hmm. She moved away quickly as she could, while the boy suddenly turned and walked away from the scene, not waiting to receive whatever the old lady was searching for in her purse. Carrie stated that she had a strange impression that while she was staring at the child, he could read her mind and knew what she was thinking about him. And it's weird that he left. He, he left immediately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, like he like, knew. He's like, okay, cover's blown. Mm-hmm. Time to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going back to Men in Black. But there was that one Men in Black encounter we had, I believe, in West Virginia where he was harassing the boy. And the whole t- community. He turned on him. Yes. And he just freaked out and took off. Yeah. Because they started calling his bluff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, Remember that people were stronger in numbers. Maybe not call his bluff. I, you know, he may have actually going to hurt the child, mm-hmm. but not when everybody's looking at him. Yeah, I mean, he may have was. We'll get into why they're getting at these people later. Mm-hmm. But this old lady probably was not in a good spot, and she probably didn't understand. Like she was vulnerable. Yeah. Well, I think she may not have been an old lady much longer after this. You mean like as. A, as far as like a non-existent lady? Yes. Okay. As far as not being a part of this dimension anymore. Yes. Okay. And then once his cover was blown, he's like, nope, got to go. Mm, okay. So black-eyed kids, or black-eyed ghosts, sorry, caught on camera in London. So I got a, there's a fair mix between Europe and... Uh, U.S. Yeah, U.S. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have any stories in here that aren't from Europe, but I may be proven wrong soon. There might be a Polynesian one. <laughs> So, although she was technically an adult when she was, uh, oh, geez, although she was technically an adult when she was executed at eight, age 21 in, ni- or in 1542, the childlike black-eyed alleged ghost of Kathleena Howard is said to appear regularly at the Hampton Court Place. Recently, 45-year-old Trevor Thayer managed to snap a photo of the dark-eyed specter kneeling in the gallery and seeming to peer over the railing. The story goes that after she was imprisoned at the Hampton Courtyard, uh, Kathleena momentarily escaped from her guards and took a route in desperate search of King Harry in order to beg for her life to be spared. Mm. Uh, so yeah, pretty much there, there's this creepy black-eyed ghost lady seen over in London in this courtyard. And multiple times. Yeah. Yep. Yes. A repeat uh, offender. So it really seems to be, again, a classic European black-eyed person almost the european ones almost seem more the paranormal yeah, they're ghostly they're a ghost yeah they're not or they're not the same thing okay and I, i'll spoil that right now the european thing is different than the u.s thing or 
They are the same thing. Don't even say phenotype. Just different phenotypes. How'd you know? I knew where you were going. <laughs> That's it's a ghost phenotype. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so here's a really scary one. Uh, in Vermont, so a woman lets black-eyed children into her home. Mm. So this is really rare. Because I we don't ever get story that was when they get inside. That's what I was going to share earlier. Yeah, but saving it for this one. Yeah, uh, is that we don't have a lot of reports of what happens when they get inside. Right. Because I don't think there's a lot of witnesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not a lot of people to talk about it after. Um, Unless they're talking the dirt. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, it's it's not good. (laughs) Right. Um, So in January. 2016, so pretty recent. In Vermont. Uh, it was reported appeared on the, uh, oh, this report appeared on the internet, said to have come from an unnamed woman who had not only encountered black-eyed children, but made the fa- or the mistake of allowing them into her home. According to the report, the decision that she believed would have uh, lasting implications. The woman claimed that she lived in Vermont and told of how the middle of a blizzard one evening, uh, around a year earlier, a loud knocking sounded on her front door of her house that she shared with her husband. Thinking that someone had been in a motor accident due to the extreme weather, the woman went to answer the door. A quick look out the window revealed the footprints of the snow in snow leading up to the house, but there was no signs of a vehicle on the road. Now a little unnerved, she awoke her husband. As, they be- er, as the banging on the door continued, he went to answer it. Two children stood on the doorstep, a girl and a boy, looking around eight years old. The woman recalled that they had not dressed for the cold conditions outside and had felt intensely unnerved by their presence. Despite the probability, the probable, the probable better judgment, she invited the two children inside. Oh boy, here we go. So before we continue, yeah, it's a hard spot because you're freaked out by these kids. Yeah, but it's a freaking blizzard in Vermont, and yeah, and they're eight years old, and you're like people are. Imagine, you, think, you think they pray on not pray, but imagine your nephew. Yes, they target sympathetic people. Yeah. You know, would you leave two kids, your nephew's age? Heck no, out on the doorstep in a blizzard. Right, no way. No matter how freaked out you feel. Right, exactly. No, so, just all right. Come in. Well, this get, isn't like get this your isn't blanket. in Albany, Texas. You know, yeah, in a nice day. No, it's a blizzard. So I think that. So this is yeah. I just wanted to point that out that this is one of the few accounts where they get inside. Yeah, because of, yeah. But we'll get into why maybe this lady survived. Maybe she survived. Ooh. <laughs> so she, uh, she, as she uh, brought the two children into the living room, she noticed how her cats appeared to be afraid of their visitors, with one particular hissing at them as they passed. She offered to make the pair a cup of cocoa to warm them up and recalled that whether she asked them, their reply was always the same, our parents will be here soon. She came into the room with two cups of cocoa, and as they looked up at her to take the drinks, she noticed the horror that were their eyes. Uh, they were two jet black balls, with like they were giant pupils. Mm. As she stared at them, they both suddenly asked if they could use the bathroom. She tried to remain calm and uh, decided to take them to it. A moment later, her husband's nose began to bleed. And the power suddenly went out. As the woman, as the woman attempted to make her way, or make a way to give her husband a tissue, she noticed both children were standing at the end of the hall, motionless, motionlessly, and just staring at her. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a bad one. Yeah. 
Uh, they suddenly broke this. Okay. So they're standing at the hall. The power just went out. Mm-hmm. Her husband's nose is bleeding. Mm-hmm. They're just standing at the base of the hall looking at her. And you could probably only see like silhouettes of them at this point. They suddenly break the silence. Okay. And they say, our parents are here. Mm. <laughs> Before opening the front door and making their way back out into the night, even stranger, as she went to close the door, she saw the children getting into a black car with two tall men, both dressed in nice suits, stood next to the car. They, too, entered the vehicle and drove away. Men in black. You said that, not me. In months following, the woman's husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. And although he did not get specifics, they stated that it was all, that she also suddenly began to suffer from regular nosebleeds and described herself as being in worse condition for her life than she had ever been. She is convinced both her and her husband's ill health are connected to the snowy night that allowed the two black-eyed kids into their home. Hmm. Two things could be radiation sickness. Yep. Or whatever these things are, they suck life energy out of yep. people. So both are possible for when we get to explanations later. Yeah. Uh, terrifying. I think she's very lucky. Yeah. Uh, we don't get a lot of reports of these kids mm-hmm. going into homes or when they get in because I don't think the people survive. Or them actually getting picked up. I don't think the people survive. Yeah. So there's nobody to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. She was very lucky, and I think it was because her husband was home. Hmm. They almost exclusively target individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No and witnesses. Yeah. I think she got very lucky because there was two people home. Third option. Mm-hmm. I think it popped in my brain because it's true. These children are manifestations of fungi. And when they get in, they're planting their seed and the human host, but they can only do it if you invite them in to do it. No. <laughs> These aren't fungi. <laughs> Advanced life fungi. Okay, moving on. Harold meets the devil is the name of this next one. Harold meets the devil. Mm-hmm. That's a, like that's like a, this is a Virginia 1950. Uh, that's like a mm-hmm. good movie. Uh, that's all I was thinking, like a 1950s old monster yeah. movie. Harold meets the devil. I'd watch it. <laughs> Me too. I love those movies. Uh, this is one of the earliest known encounters with the black-eyed children that dates back to 1950 in Virginia and uh, concerns a 16-year-old boy known only as Harold. So Harold's going to be our buddy for this story. Oh, I love Harold. Uh, according to his story, which was researched and investigated by David Weatherly, so he pops back up again, mm-hmm. the teenager uh, was walking home, and one afternoon he came across another boy leaning against the fence as if waiting for someone. Harold attempted to speak to him, but received no response. He was about to walk off and go on his journey when the strange boy suddenly stared at Harold. He said, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me up to your house. Oh, it's like Jedi mind tricks. Uh, oh, yes, kind of. It's the blanketing fear with a command. Yeah. And the human brain just responds to do the command because mm-hmm. it can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was then that Harold noticed the blackness of the boy's eyes. There was no whites, just solid black. There was something even stranger and more chilling happened. Harold had begun to comply and to, or begun to completely turning and running away home as fast as he could. And the boy blurted out, Now, don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me to your house. Oh my gosh. Harold turned and ran away faster, as, or faster than his legs could ever have carried him before. He then later reclaimed that his parents had 
uh, that he had did so, he heard a scream behind him, a scream that sounded so similar to that of a bobcat. Hmm. Interestingly, his parents believed their son's account. So much so that the father was said to have grabbed his gun and immediately gone looking for this menacing boy who demanded his son take him to their family home. Mm-hmm. His mother apparently thought her son had encountered the devil himself and stated that she should have given him uh, to or had taken him to see the local priest. Not a bad idea. So this is very rare in these encounters where mom and dad fully believe the kids. Yeah. And they go home and, you know, they... It's just... It's refreshing that they believe them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially um, yeah, especially nowadays. And it's almost wondering if mom or dad had an experience themselves, or it's happened to see the boy around town that was creepy. Mm-hmm. Maybe not had an experience, experience, mm-hmm. but just seen an interest or a very disturbing boy. Mm-hmm. That or you know they just really loved Harold so much they know mm-hmm. he was really freaked out. Like he Harold does not act like this, and here he is like confiding in them what he just happened it must have felt real enough to them to react you know yeah bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. so do you want to read the next one sure i don't care so it's louisiana oh louisiana mm-hmm. um so three black-eyed children approach a gas station in louisiana a strange tale of a black-eyed children encounter was broadcast on darkness radio in september 2015 and was said to have taken place in a gas station in northeast Louisiana. The encounter took place in November 2012. The, so, okay, so they reported it. It was reported three days then, or three years later mm-hmm. after. The gas station was a lonely building just off the highway and was the only service station for miles around. It was around 3 a.m., and the attendant was going about his normal duties when the power suddenly went out, plunging him into darkness. So, another power I was outage. Say- Another interference with power. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Men in black do that too. Hmm. Aliens do that. Ghosts do that. Electric universe. Uh, demons do that. And aliens do that. I don't know if I ever said aliens, but I just wanted to point out that it's not just a men in black thing, mm-hmm. that the power fluctuation happens in a lot of paranormal encounters. Mm-hmm. And Ernest did that, and Ernest goes to jail when he got shocked. Mm-hmm. He wasn't evil Ernest. Not all. There was an evil Ernest. No, he was an evil Ernest. No, no, he was the good guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can bring up Ernest anytime, I'm going to do it. You should see. Is he still alive? No, he's not. Jim I, Varney. I, yeah. Love Jim Varney. Okay, so back to the story. Oh, my gosh. So we're at the gas station, 3 a.m., power goes out. Using his phone to make a makeshift torch, the attendant made his way back to the backup gas generator and switched it on. The backup lighting came on, but only in the parking lot, and the hall to the register was lit up. The rest of the gas station remained enveloped in darkness. The area had experienced heavy winds that evening, so the attendant wasn't terribly uneasy, figuring that the bad weather was probably to blame for the power outage. That was until he saw something moving at the edge of the darkness. He watched intently for several moments, eventually making out what looked to be three children riding bikes. Almost as soon as he saw them, two leaped from their bikes and made their way over to the gas station. They stopped at the doorway and stood, staring at the attendant. Now a little unsettled, but still not overly concerned, he made his way to the door and opened it, asking the two children if they were okay, and stating it was late for such young kids to be roaming around near the highway, which I agree with him. 3 a.m.? It's a little late. Yes, a little bit. Um, One of them, a young girl, asked if she could use his phone. 
As he handed her his mobile phone, her eyes met his, and the attendants saw that they were solid black orbs. No, the girl snapped. I need the real one, motioning to use the landline phone on the gas station itself. At this point, fear finally overtook the attendant. He pushed the door shut and locked it in one move, shouting as he did so that the girl um, should go home. The children stared at the attendant through the window for a moment longer before turning around, getting on their bikes, and riding off into the darkness. The following morning, the attendant told his boss of the ordeal and requested that he go through the security cameras. However, they had been off due to the power outage. It is not known if the power going out was connected to the alleged black-eyed children's arrival or if it was just a bizarre coincidence. It's a very weird one. Oh, yeah, it is. Hmm. Uh, he locked them out. Yeah. They're little kids. Yeah. And, and fear. Yeah. It's just this thing where we'll get into our theories here. We only got, I think I got two more stories after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two more. And then we'll get into possible explanations and the theories. Uh, they just seem to not be very good at what they're doing yet. Okay. They seem to have a goal in mind. And it's very rare for them to reach that goal in this stage. Hmm, interesting. Like, she wanted the phone, and he, she never got the phone. Yeah. Because she freaked him out too bad. Yeah. Uh, or if it just deviates from their plan at all, they don't know how to So it's like recover. practice. Yeah. And it's just random people. And then this power outage thing. Again, mm-hmm. another power outage. Mm-hmm. It's like they're drawing. Ooh. But... I think I know what it is. All those stuff knock out power. Yeah. That we listed earlier. All the all the big phenomena are known to affect power. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, the men in black, the ghosts, ghosts the yeah. aliens. They'll knock out power, especially security camera systems. I'm almost wondering if they uh, are using that power, like they're absorbing it to manifest themselves. And some, some entities do. I don't think these guys are. I think it's more to knock them out so they're not recorded. Yeah, that too. See, I, yeah, it could be... That, or it could be that it's just a byproduct of them existing. It just draws power. So I may not have the Rome, Ohio sighting for you. Okay. I do have an Ohio one. Oh, okay. Where is this at? It's in Ohio. What? (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. It doesn't say. Oh, okay. I don't think it says. We'll get into the story. Uh, So strange teenagers in Ohio. There's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's every day. I was like, that's, that's... Eight Ohio. <laughs> so a report from Ohio where a man was given the pseudonym Nico uh, told a strange encounter that happened in July 2010 with two black-eyed teenagers outside a data center where he worked. Nico was taking a break during his shift or his night shift to smoke a cigarette outside the building at around 5 a.m. He noticed that two boy, teenage boys across the street from the building. He felt immediately unnerved. As soon as he noticed them, perhaps they appeared to be staring straight at him, but no, otherwise motionless. Mm-hmm. He quickly finished his cigarette and went back inside the building and back to work. Around ten minutes later, however, the intercom from the front door buzzer or from the front door buzzer buzzed. As Nico turned to observe the monitors, he could see that there were two boys that who had been staring down at him earlier. He pressed the talk button and asked them what they wanted. And uh, what they wanted, and to state their, uh, that he was busy. Neither of the boys spoke, but one of them mon- or motioned to the camera oh. for a couple for them to come outside, like the yeah, come outside. Like it knew he was, he looking, was watching them yep. through the camera. He pressed the talk button, told them they would have to leave, and then he went back to work. 
The two boys continued to stare straight into the camera as though they were looking through him through the TV monitor into the room where he worked. Mm -hmm. After another 10 minutes or so, Nico decided to go back to the front door and ask the boys to leave and let him go to do his job. Before he opened the door, however, he sneaked a look uh, at the two boys through the one-way glass. They looked normal enough, apart from the fact that they had completely black eyes. Mm. This made him feel even more on edge, but decided to open the door anyways and tell the boys to leave or he would call the police. As soon as he opened the door, one of the boys said to him as if he had been reading his mind, that will not be necessary, sir. We simply need to use your phone. Can you let us in? Oh, they blew their own cover. Well, yeah. So it's like it's like they they didn't notice that he was thinking that, not saying that. Correct. Uh, sorry, I got fine. Uh, Nico declined, saying that nobody was allowed in. The boys asked again to be invited into the building, and then stood there staring now at the now distressed men. Nico pulled out his mobile phone. Repeatedly, he used threats to call the police and pulled the door shut again. He went back to, uh, to observe the pair from the safety of the monitors. One boy remained at the door and stared at the camera, while the other boy made his way around to the back of the building and stared into a camera there. Mm. Nico called the police, all while watching his monitors. The boys made their way into one of the few blind spots in the security system. But th- while Nico waited for them the to reappear on one of the monitors... He seemed to have simp- they seemed to have simply vanished. But by the time the police did arrive at 6 a.m., there were no sign of either of the two strange boys. Mm, they knew. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, he has this encounter. They don't get what they want, and they just try to freak him out. Yeah. They go stand on the back of the camera, the other cameras. Then they both merge onto one of the few blind spots at this data center. Yeah. And disappear. Hmm. Strangeness. It's hard to know where the blind spots are without case in the place. Exactly, yeah. Unless you know, yeah, you know you're looking at the security cameras, mm-hmm. the whole setup. Like you would know where the blind spots are. Oh, do I see do you see me now? Nope. There you go. It's about the best way to find mm-hmm. out if you don't know exactly where the cameras are to begin with. It's weird, isn't it? <sighs> A little bit. So nightly smoke turns into strange sightings in Massachusetts. Hmm. One of Jim Still's daily pleasures was to step outside of his house and enjoy a cigar in the open air of the early evening. At, at some point during his nightly smoke, Still, or Stills, that's his name, began to notice a strange young boy walking along the street awkwardly. So another one with awkward body movements. Mm-hmm. He said the boys, uh, he said he saw the boy night after night and for reasons he could not explain, he felt more and more uneasy with each evening passing. So much so that he gave up his nightly pleasure and stayed indoors instead. So he's done this forever. Mm-hmm. And now this boy, this, this kid is freaking him out so bad that he gave it up. Yeah. He kept watching from the safety of his home uh, for the young boy, who continued to appear each night roaming the street with a stiff-like walk sometimes remaining outside until the early hours of the morning. Hmm. Time passed, and Stills' interest in the boy declined until he eventually forgot about the whole strange sighting altogether. This changed one evening, however, when he stepped outside of his front door to have a a cigarette and stopped dead when he saw the boy standing directly in front of him. He stared at him with eyes that were completely black and lacking of any type of emotion. 
The boy asked Still in a matter-of-fact way to let him inside his home. The demand prompted Still to rush back inside his house and slam the door shut on the terrifying child. He began to keep a nightly watch again for the strange boy, although he did not see him again. He apparently never again dared to venture out in the dark from his home. Mm. So freaked him out bad. Bad. From his favorite normal routine. Yeah, it ruined, this, it ruined this, a big a pleasure of this man's life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So notice all the U.S. So that's all the sightings I have for you. There's hundreds. Yeah. These are the ones I picked. All the U.S. ones fit pretty similar MOs. There's sometimes they're seen by their self. Sometimes they're seen in twos. Sometimes they're seen in threes. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do we have female ones in the U.S. Just that one was yeah. the only story there. The gas station girl. Mm-hmm. It's almost always two boys, and it's almost always an older and a younger boy. Mm, okay. Or at least by height. Yeah. Um, they always want something. They always demand something. They always be demanded to let in. In it. In. They in. always want in. In. Mm-hmm. For something stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't seem to be very good at it, from at least the stories we get. Mm-hmm. The stories I think they get in, we don't get. wonder if... Yeah, I don't know what that is, then. It's like they're trying. They're hitting the right spot, but they're just not they're executing. Not good at right. So we'll get into it. Hmm. A lot of apex predators have to practice hunting. Okay. Like bobcats. It takes years for them to get good at it. That's why they stay with their mom for two years. Mm, okay. Because it takes learning. Like for a mushroom to learn how oh to hunt people. Drop it. I'm telling you. <laughs> we, might, we could be hosts, and they can only reproduce inside our homes. Or, okay. Or... We could be hosts, but they know they cannot violate our bodies that, as hosts. It's not mushrooms. But as long as we ex- if if we accept them into our home, that's kind of a loophole in the universe to where they can. We accepted them into our home, being our body. So back to the stories. The U.S. ones have the same kind of similarities, but uh, I don't think we get all the full side of these stories because I really think the ones that they get to achieve their goal. Mm-hmm. Is not good for us. Right, yeah. It's the ones where people disappear. That's where dogmen are made, probably. So we have some explanations. Mm. So let's go into them and we'll just kind of, well, I'm going to, we'll go through each one of these and kind of see how we feel about it. Okay. Pranksters with contact, lin- contact lenses. No, out. And I don't think all of them, the ones I presented, I don't think any of those were the options. Correct. There's a lot of kids with black eyes sightings, children with black, uh, black eyed kids. Where they do seem more like kids trying to figure out adults. Okay. Um, you've seen the lenses. You've seen the contact lenses. Oh, for sure. Black. Uh, this black, got very popular white, for red. a while. So I do see this for some of them. This oh, is I, not the root of the phenomena. Absolutely. It's just like people dressing up as Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's the same difference. That you go out there just to scare, you know, frighten people. So that's how we feel about that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Demons. Mm-hmm. I think this is more in line of where it's actually happening. So we have these beings that seem to be demons. Often paint themselves as kids and pets. Mm-hmm. Just something else. Yes, something no, non-threatening. Fr- non-threatening, mm-hmm. friendly. Something you want to take care of. Mm-hmm. They hit your nurturing side until mm-hmm. you agree to let them stay. Normally, they don't need agreements to get into your house. Okay. They need agreements to stay. So, like the big Annabelle thing. Yeah. They said, yeah. She asked the little girl that was actually a demon, asked, can I stay here? And once they said yes, that's when all hell broke loose. Yeah. Yeah. They agreed to the contract. <sighs> so you have this kind of similarity with agreeing to a verbal contract mm-hmm. with a supernatural being. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. And that's the thing. You don't know what this contract really is. Right. No, that's the point. Like, yeah, that's, the, that's the point of a, a demonic contract. Yeah. Because like, they could just be saying, can I come in your home? Like I said, that could mean... You. You, your body. Yeah. So what do you think about demons? Absolutely. 100% could be an option here. I don't think so. You really don't think so? Because of the, the very strict rules, rules they seem to follow. Demons are more fluid in how they interact with us. Okay. And demons don't need practice. They don't need training. They're, they, they've been around. So they're demons are fallen angels. So they've been around since day one. Basically, yes. So it's this doesn't seem to be that phenomena. Hmm. They don't seem to be ancient in knowledge. Okay. They seem to be really new at this. Gotcha. Here's one. Actual vampires. Okay. Go on. That's just uh, it's, it's, the 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 big thing is the black eye dot the black the, the full black eye. Some depictions of vampires have them like that, demonic like in nature. Mm-hmm. It's very frightening, and you have to allow them in. Hmm. That's a that's a rule, and I looked into it a bit. And I couldn't really find the origins of it. I don't think it's a true, like Vlad the Impaler vampire legend. I don't think Vlad cared if you let him in or not. Which fun fact, not to deviate, in King Charles, um, family lineage trace back to Vlad. I think his probably direct a lot descendant. Of, a lot of Europe has Vlad the Impaler in mm-hmm. them. I think because you either died or you bared his child. Yes, and he's one of them or one of the descendants. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So. I don't fully get behind the vampire thing because I think that's more the not letting them in. It's more of a modern take, like we talked about with some werewolf stuff, mm-hmm. like the silver. Oh, not silver, but uh, oh, now I can't remember. But there's some modernized stuff with werewolves. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think the vampire one. So what do you think about vampires? Um, well, it could be, but that just all depends on your definition of vampire as well, too. It might. I, I don't know because vampires could be what we think they are. You know, just uh, well. Are they they're not are they immortal until they get stabbed or whatever? Yeah, so but it'd be weird to have a whole bunch of kids. Well, you gotta start somewhere, right? But if you're immortal so vampires aren't supposed to age. Correct. So if you get stuck as a kid, that really sucks. Hmm. Hmm. See, and that's the thing, the the definition of a vampire. Now that's what we what if there are like vampire like things that we attribute to being like this immortal vampire thing but what if there's something else that's similar kind of like you go to genotypes and phenotypes it's got similar phenotypes I'm, that's the last time i'm teaching you i know words. but it makes sense now even though i'm applying it to supernatural things but if it's something like a vampire that does you know suck blood or whatever maybe it's not blood it's like life energy that's what they need they feed on and pale skin it like it fits it fits other things but just slightly different variations is that still a vampire i don't know i mean maybe okay so so that's where i fall on the vampire thing i don't think it's an actual vampire like rising up out of the coffin turning into a bat and eating people but like or sucking people's blood biting their necks but more like a vampire is like a life seeching being that you know sucks your life energy out of you like a vampire hmm. aliens okay hmm. i won't say no on that one this doesn't seem to be what we consider traditional aliens mm-hmm. uh you know we kind of have that broad term we've coined the not from here's the not from here's yeah uh I don't think the, the they I don't I think they're not from here, but I don't think they're aliens in the true sense of the word alien. 
like beings from other planets. Yes. That, yes. In our, you know, in our reality. So in not an uh, interdimensional, not mm-hmm. from here. Is that the best way to put it? So I don't think they're aliens. Right. Uh, and you don't think they're aliens either, it seems. Yeah, I don't think so. It doesn't really fit a lot of the alien. Alien MMOs. thing. Yeah, no. Unless it's like an abduction, like weird abduction story, that, but it's, it mean, never happens. Not, but we, we may not get those. Oh, those stories. Yeah. Because hmm. they don't come back. Because that could be a way for them to abduct whatever the aliens. The contracts I've signed with the, the U.S. government, that may be what, like, part of the thing is the humans got to agree to it. Or even like the free will contract. Like you can't interrupt with free will if you're a different being, different dimension. I don't know. So government MIB in training. Oh. That these are kids in some kind of early program. To train them to be a government, like these, the secret black ops government, mm-hmm. men and men in black, women in black, whatever you want to call them, where this is them practicing. They're freaking people out. They're trying to get this intimidation factor to get stuff from these people to learn this this unique trait that the U.S. government has. You think these could be like a, well, a man? And yeah, that would be a whole division in our government. And you that, have to, and they're starting young. Yeah, because they're your lifers. Or who's to say they're not even real human? You know, synthetic. They could be synthetically made humans. Yeah, Br- uh, and bred and yeah, so, grown and to make the, like this programmed. Yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I'm on board with that one. I really think that could be a thing. So that's what the kids, the black eyed kids, could be, and that could be their new version with the black eyes. Mm-hmm. Is that's the thing you're focusing on, and your primitive brain is just sucked into that, so you're going to comply. Mm-hmm. And this is their training stuff. Hmm. Or what if they're not even training? What if these are just like escapees or you know like things well, that leak out the, i only had one story in here but that's not the only story where men and black adults pick them back up mm, okay it seems to be that they're they're being put into the natural environment yeah reacting and then being picked back picked up. back up yeah like they're gathering information maybe or i think it's training, training? i think it's just straight up training because it's there's only so much you can do in a lab there's mm-hmm. only so much you can learn you need field work yeah gotcha and starting them young, so by the time they're te- late teens or early twenties, well, it's they're just, already fully there. And like, imagine, let's say they're not fully sentient humans; they're grown in clones and stuff. They might develop just like human beings, do, like we do as kids. You you go out and you learn, mm-hmm. and you come back. That's how our brains are designed. I don't yeah. care if you're cloned or not. That's exactly. how your brain's designed. And they might have tapped into that tech or to make things just like us. Brains exactly like ours that learn just like ours. You got to go out there and experience it. It's the best way. Hmm. We might be on to something here. Well, here's what I really think it is. Okay, okay. Men in black, the not from here, the interdimensional men in black. Mm -hmm. These are their first line of offspring. Okay. These are the ones that have snuck in from the Point Pleasant breaks and stuff like that from the first dimensional rifts. And they're starting to kind of, I don't know if they're breeding or cloning their own selves or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the men in black had to learn when they got here. Mm-hmm. We have stories of them getting confused, getting, you know, not, not meshing well. Not knowing how a pencil works, not yeah. having a doorknob works. Right. So now that they're having offspring here or young here or whatever you want to call a baby men in black, like the, not from here men in black, mm-hmm. they're getting them trained younger in this dimension to work this world. Mm. Oh, okay. They get, they're, it's like, just like I said, look at big cats, look at predators. They're not immediately great hunters. Mm-hmm. They're deadly. Mm-hmm. They're not great hunters. They have to learn this behavior. They have to learn how to stalk. They learn the learn. environment. Yeah. yeah. Learn how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. Learn how to use it to your advantage. Hmm. Development and growth. 
you need the field experience. That's, that's why I think it is. I really think it's these guys that are these not from here's that are really, really terrifying. And they have these supernatural abilities and they're getting these tasks. Get the person's phone. What do the men in black always want? To wipe your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No pictures. Get to the person's phone. Yeah. That's your goal tonight is you're going to pick this family. Your goal is to get to their phone and get out without, you know, mm-hmm. any problems. Mm-hmm. Half time or 90% of the time don't work because well, they're learning. Yeah. I was say, there's an example. I'm, I'm one of the little kids talking to the, the trainers, I guess. Well, what am I supposed to say to him? I don't know. Tell him you want to read figure it out i don't know that's why i don't think they're i think they're really making him try to do it themselves yeah figure it out okay then he shows up i just want to read it's a blizzard yeah and i need to read my book um slam yeah well that one didn't work wait more like (laughs) keep walking kid yeah especially in texas (laughs) <laughs> yeah well, what we we had some appalachia we had ohio all over louisiana yeah. oh yeah don't do that in louisiana you will die <laughs> yeah 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 i've been i've been a lot in louisiana <laughs> not a place you want to fool around no not a place you just want some black-eyed kids to show up at 2 a.m because you won't have a black-eyed kid anymore right yeah so i don't know that's what i go what do you think on that one i almost think it could be a blend of the last two oh i have one more don't worry i'm saying of that one specifically that one specifically i mean i like it I like the one before it a little you bit like, better. You like the humans' government. Yeah, I like that. Almost like meat sacks. They're making their own meat sacks. Joel Thomas. Yes. Meat sacks. Look it up. Yes. Like this could be the could be something like that. A meat sack training program for men in black type. So what have I told you? There's a disease that causes your skin to be pale and your eyes to must be completely jet black. What's it called? Anirodira. Okay. And I, and Okay, that's an option. My aunt Iridira. Yeah. So it does cause your skin to be pale white and your eyes to be almost completely black. Okay. It is a real disease. Have you seen pictures? Yeah, it's okay. the vampire kids. Okay. Uh, it's what people like get, used to get blamed and burned at the stake for having this disease because they thought they were demons. Mm-hmm. They probably were. Uh, I think they were just like extreme gingers. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and they're just like they looked a little different. Demons. Joe was talking about gingers on today's episode on their podcast. Oh, no. Everyone calls me one. He is one. Joel, Joel is, one. is one, yeah. You know, Genghis Khan was too. He was a redheaded. Oh, my gosh. So, that is Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. What is your final thoughts on Black Eyed Kids before we wrap up? Government cloning sentient beings that are humans, but they're not naturally made humans hmm. that are a task force for something and they're learning like i think i i, I like your uh they're out in the field learning they definitely seem because they mess up yeah and then they retry and they do stuff and it just really seems i don't care which one you put them in that's why i don't think they're ghosts and i don't think they're demons see they might be getting rewarded if they come back successful right and then that's why they get so frustrated that yeah you I slam mean, the door in their face it definitely seems they're not demons they, there's not that ancient feel of them yeah. You know, they, they do they do feel like kids. Mm-hmm. They just feel like really terrifying kids. Mm-hmm. They're just kids of something else. Yeah. Or, you know, something, a project or, you know, and they're not a ghost, at least the U.S. ones. The European yeah. ones are almost 100% ghosts. Ghostly, yeah. Uh, or they may even be demons in Europe because they, mm-hmm. they don't seem to have goals in Europe. They're just doing they things. freak out. Yeah. The ones here have a goal. And 90% of the time, it's to get a phone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. Interesting. I don't know the answer, though. And I'm going with the not from here's the interdimensional men in black. Men in black, yeah. And these are their offspring or whatever you want to call their up and comers. Yeah. Men in black. Yeah. And they're training them for this environment because, like I said, when I got here to Point Pleasant stuff, they were not good at what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, they were getting caught. They looked visibly confused, like you said, doors and pencils. Mm. And you're like, how'd you get in the building? Have you never freaking worked a door? Yeah. Look, his noise watchman just came to the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Or just phase right through the door without touching the handle. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I fall on what well, you fall there. I fall on the the government ish. Yeah. Whatever you want to call that government or some power that's creating, yeah, creating something things. basically yeah. just clones, but people, pe- people without, uh, uh, natural reproductive origins, I guess. Yeah. So people, not but, but ch- people, not children of God, human beings. That's a dangerous cult. Huh? That's a dangerous cult. No, what children of God? Mm-hmm. I just mean like they're not made naturally. They're just they're grown in labs and yeah. they're made from they're made they're made completely hundred percent synthetic. It's not, but it is a human. It's human. It's human, but it's it's not. That's a human. It's just different origin. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been the Black Eyed Kids brought to you by Crypts the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. I've been the metaphysical uh, hat tinfoil hat jay <laughs> yeah we could come podcast thank you for joining us this week's episode make sure you check out our patreon we have t-shirts we have a facebook page we give away stuff all the time like share subscribe review please leave a review five oh, yeah. stars we love re- reading the reviews and we plan on doing an episode where we read Just your... re- we need some more though yeah we're waiting until so, we get enough and then we're please, gonna read them off yeah. please leave a review so we can read them but please five stars only that'd be nice i appreciate it just be honest all right guys we'll talk to you later mm. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.